Hey, everybody. Good afternoon. Vinny Fisher back for another episode of Total CEO. Today, I've got on the show a new friend, someone that um, is doing some really cool things uh, in the education space. So if you are a uh, one of our entrepreneurs or CEOs here who are raising children and up against this idea of traditional education and what you want to do about that, and I know that's a lot of you, then you want to pay attention to this. Well, let me introduce you to a new friend, and I'm excited about their business model. Nels, Nels Peter Jensen is the CEO of Williamsburg Academy. Nels, thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Annie. Glad to be hey. here. This is great. So now is one of the things I love to do. And, you know, I knew our relationships knew and we met as fellow members in Genius Network and our buddy Joe Polish. And I think Dan Cushell hooked us up. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, it's great. Love yeah. those guys. Dan, there's your little plug for the day. We think you're awesome. Uh, and if you don't know anything about Genius Network, we encourage you to go check those guys out. A uh, wonderful network of great business owners. I wouldn't even know Nels without that group. So go take a look. But with all that said, I'm excited because we're going to talk to the CEO of a fast-growing education business. Nels, could you tell us a little about you and what you're doing so we can put some context to this conversation for our crew? Yeah, sure. Um, my business partner and I own a private online high school and middle school. It's called Williamsburg Academy. And then we also have developed a curriculum for middle school and high school age students that's licensed to students in public and charter schools. And uh, our, our whole goal is to prepare students for the world that they're actually live in, um, the world that is changing quickly, and to replace the obsolete educational model with a, with a model that's more forward thinking. That's awesome. And so you guys have been at this for a while. You have basically a whole bunch of teachers. That's like the crew, right? Yeah, yeah. Most of our employees are teachers or academic staff in, in one form or another. And then we have a few people who do course development and technology, you know, things like that. Yeah, but the real base of your thing are educational people who are passionate about this issue. Yeah, it, yeah, it really is. Um, you know, we, we call our teachers mentors okay. um, because we, we believe that the whole child needs to be taught and helped. And so the, the goal is not to teach or convey information, but it's to understand the student and then, you know, challenge and guide them in whatever way they need. And so that, that's really the core of like what, what we provide is families come to us because they want their children to, you know, to be inspired and guided. And that's what we that's provide. awesome. So right now, before we go really too much farther, I want to let people, if they're excited, like, holy cow, I want to know more about this. Where would they go if they were, while they're listening to us and they had ADD and they want to look at it, what would be the first place you'd send them? They'd go to williamsburgacademy.org. Okay, cool. And Not remember, you know, we're in a live show, so we can put all, those links will be here below. But everybody, williamsacademy.org is a great place to start as we dive deeper into under the hood of Nell's business, you and your partner are doing this amazing stuff. But that's where you'd like to point everybody to start. Yeah, williamsburgacademy.org. Awesome. Great. Let me ask you this question. So, you know, when I, uh, you know, I'm, are you a teacher by, by any education? No, I'm not. Awesome. I love it. You see a problem and you want to jump into it. So I'm not an accountant, right? And I jumped into the accounting space because of a hole that I see that we need to change the old format of the way accounting's done and, and, and really embrace technology and just rethink 
the way it's done for small businesses. So we're, we're in that battle every day. And the interesting thing is that means that awesome, passionate accountants have to work on our team. So talk to me about this dynamic of where you are being asked to lead this passion movement of teachers and like how every day like you're out there fighting with the edge. How, what happens internally with some teachers who have been kind of trained in the old way and you got to help them like work through the new way. Talk to me about a little bit of that. Sure. Well, we, most teachers we hire, we have to untrain them from <laughs> what they've been taught that doesn't, right. that doesn't work. It's too in, in the box or rote thinking. Um, so what we really look for is a, is a core of talent. Um, huh. We actually have them teach for us as part of their interview process and then we evaluate them and, and then you know we give them a, we have a set of six practices that we teach them to master so the whole idea behind our methodology is that teaching is a lifelong art and you need to work at mastering it so we, we teach them those practices you know for example one practice is um, asking Socratic questions so we want the teachers to learn not how to tell students things, but how to ask them the right questions to get them to think. Um, and, and in the public school, you know, typical teacher training system, they don't learn that. So we have to untrain them from the convey information model and, and train them on that, you know, ask questions model. I love it. You know, it's funny. You, you may not know this about me. My faith is important to me and my continuing to work through the messiness of all the things I screw up in my life and trying to walk the right path. One of the things that's a mystery to me or a great mystery is how, you know, Jesus taught ministry through story. How much does story come out of your mentors and how you bring students along? Like, has that worked its way into your curriculum? Yeah, yes. Story is an important part of, of the experience. And really what we try to do is, is we try to zero in on the student's story. Because anytime you're taking a course or you're learning something, yep. the big question in the back of your mind is, how is this relevant to me? Right. Does this even matter to me at all? You know, and the people listening to this interview are probably thinking, does this matter to me? Is this relevant to my life somehow? And in school, so often that connection is lost. And if you don't get the relevance connection right up front, that you've lost the student. It doesn't matter what you say or do at that point, right? Absolutely. Um, and and so, you know, our whole our whole concept is to is to help the students understand that they can lead their own education and they can become who they want to become in life. And that matters to them. So as soon as they see that our teachers are keying in on that, then we have their buy-in. I love and it. Then they're willing to work hard. So let's, let's switch gears to what I consider probably the business side of it, the real hard okay. subjects. So there's you wanting to disrupt things and there's the status quo. And then there's something in the middle. So you bring this curriculum to mostly charter schools at this point. Is that where you? It's mostly charter schools and, and some regular public schools. And so for people who don't understand a charter school, could you explain that a little bit so everyone gets it? Because I bet most people don't understand that exists. Yeah, sure. So a, a charter school is a public school that's taxpayer funded but that is non-traditional. So it has to comply with all the same laws as a regular district school. Go to school so many days, do all that kind of stuff, but they have yeah. freedom in curriculum. Yeah, state testing, all that stuff. But they, they can have a unique curriculum and unique educational model as long as they comply with all the, all the laws. Awesome. And so charter schools are like a school district of one with a creative model. Love it. So when, when you sit here and like, 
want to woo. Let's just like, I have like three things rolling through my head. Cause like I'm out there always recruiting accountants. Right. And I'm like, what you do is broken. They're like, but that's the way I do it. Right. And then, so you got that person, the teacher who you're, you're, you're someone who kind of gets what you're doing, but has been trained in another way. Right. And then yeah. you got this like system, the superintendent, you got like, so how do you, how does you, how I always struggle with how we stay on mission and fight that system. And so what are one of the, what's the, one of the bigger struggles you're having fighting that fight right now? It's um, getting people to buy into to putting students first. Mm. It's really simple when you when you ask just well, there's only one question you need to ask, which is what's in the best interest of the students, and that's our core value. So when we're developing a course, or you know when we're teaching something, or when you know when we're trying to you know get students to you know work hard and and challenge themselves. It's always about what's in the best interest of the student. In the huge bureaucracy that is our public school system, that question often gets lost. Even by well-meaning people who really do care about the students, then they, they have all this regulation surrounding them. That is totally distracting from the main point, which is put great talented teachers in a space with students who want to learn and let that teacher you know, ask what's in the best interest of these students and then deliver it. Yeah. So everyone who's listening to this, do you hear what, I mean, the number one nugget there is, is your product or service in the best interest of your customer? Now is your customer is the student, right? right. And it is the curriculum you're delivering in the best interest of the customer. Everybody, listen, you run a business. Like it requires me to go under the hood, ask survey questions, Go back and talk to our people. Listen to the criticism. Is your service, is your product in the best interest of the customer? Holy cow, if we stopped right now, Nels, like that's enough to work on there, right there. So with that struggle in mind, how do, um, do, you, do you see a day where, you, um, what's the vision you think you have to, to not only, do you, do you see more people moving towards the charter program or do you see an opportunity where you might be able to break through the gridlock in the public system? Well, you know, I, I think that um, we're probably going to mostly say in the charter school realm um, and, and somewhat maybe with public schools, but not as fast. They're not innovating fast enough. The yeah. economy's innovating, innovating 10 times faster than our public school system is. So it's, it's getting further behind every year. And we don't think that the bureaucracy is ever going to change itself. So as, as an entrepreneur, you know, my point of view is um, I'm not going to go fight this dinosaur that's way bigger than me. What I'm going to do is create something new and different that's an alternative. And those who value it and want it will, will come and get it. All right. So did you hear a great fact there, everybody? I need to stop because I want to make sure my brain heard it. Don't always go fight the system. Create the ecosystem you want and serve the people who want it. Don't go out and try to get people who don't want it, right? Is that the whole battle? Yeah, I think it is. And, and it's, you know, to know who your customer is is essential. To know who your customer is not is essential. Mm. And, you know, the, the whole practice of saying, I will put my customer first and I will ask the question, what's in his or her best interest? And then I will run my business accordingly. That's going to filter out everyone who's not your customer and doesn't belong. And when they see you, they're going to know, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't want you. Yeah. That saves you from that whole fight. 
I love that. I mean, by the way, you just uh, exposed one of the secret powers of this show. I get really smart people like on here to remind me of exactly how to best run my business. So that's a great tip, man. That's, I took that note. You know who your customer is so you can define who is not your customer. I, that, I wish that our clients, my business, more businesses put that right at the center as one of their core foundations because I think we'd have less um, – uh, disruption in companies. We might actually solve cash flow problems and the right and wrong people on the team of those businesses and for sure selling your product in the wrong marketplace, right? Yeah. Imagine yeah. trying to sell in a public school system. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, the thing, the thing that really has convinced me that this principle is, is true is that whenever I spend time on someone who's not my customer, I can't please them. It can't make them happy. And so they end up dissatisfied and I'm dissatisfied. Um, and I think about, hey, what could I have done if I took that same amount of time and effort that I spent on this person who really wasn't my customer and I actually helped someone who was, what could have happened? And that's what always convinces me to, hey, as soon as I see the sign that, that this isn't you know, the right relationship, I just immediately abandon you know, this relationship for you and I started out with receiving some kind of some high level executive advice. You have completely trumped any of that by giving some amazing advice to me right there. Work, if you work for someone who is not the ideal fitter, the avatar is your customer, how much energy have you robbed from someone who's supposed to be your customer? Uh, how, many, how many times have you been burned by that one? Plenty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good, man. That is... You know, is, you know, so since your core mission is putting the best interest of the customer first, talk to me about growth a little bit. So how do you manage, like, how, how are you able to, because there's still a labor intensive part here, right? You are, yeah. you are the teacher. So yeah. how, how are you ever dealing with, like, managing that growth? Well, um, we have just had to become content with growing slowly. Mm. I think it's important to know yourself and know your business model. And, you know, my, my partner and I, every week when we meet, we have some affirmations that we say. One of those affirmations is that we embrace the current phase of our business with all our hearts. We're not, we're not looking for a fast growth company to be a tech, you know, a tech company. That's not us. Our hearts are in education. We want to change hearts and minds. You don't do that overnight. You don't do that, you know, 100 million people at a time you do it a few at a time so we're we're thinking about scale for sure and we're you know we're putting into place the the building blocks but we're more about the bill gates philosophy you know pe people underestimate what they can do in 10 years and they overestimate what they can do in a year we're thinking about 10 years from now okay what what could we make you know and if we can grow 20 30 percent a year every year exponentially that's huge in 10 years but it's right. not next year and that's okay for us because we understand our model oh my gosh like i think you and i are going to become new like pals like this is good stuff where did talk to me about a little bit about like how this wisdom some of this understanding came about like what what was important to you like how did i mean this didn't just come out of the egg so how well, did this come about dissatisfaction really because i you know i'm i'm ambitious i think most entrepreneurs are ambitious and we, um, you know, we want to not just change problems in a small way. We want to revolutionize things. You know, we want to, we want to blow it out of the water. And, and for a few years, I felt dissatisfied that my business wasn't growing fast enough. And I would compare myself to other entrepreneurs and I would, you know, I would think, Hey, this guy's been going for 
five years and he's got a hundred million dollar company and I have a two million dollar company. What's wrong with me? You right. Know? Um, and but then I, I had this this kind of life changing conversation actually at Genius Network. I was I was talking to a guy who had been in private equity and he had a, he had a little company. It's about a million dollars and he was just kind of getting started with it. And he, you know, he said, I love it what I'm doing right now. He said, I've worked on big companies and I've worked on little companies. And I've got a little company that's my dream and I have control over it. I don't have investors telling me what to do. And I get to serve my customers. I get to decide who my customers are. And I love this phase. And that was just a big paradigm shift for me. I realized, oh my gosh, I've been comparing myself to people in different industries who are growing their businesses in different ways. And I have been robbing myself of the satisfaction mm-hmm. of, you know, what I've got, which is an awesome, solid model. I'm really making a difference in the lives of my customers. And if I can just value that for the, what it is, then I can be totally happy and content. And as soon as I made that shift, you know, it was just, it was very empowering. So all the negative energy that I was putting into that went away and the positive energy just focused. What a gift. Wow, that's a gift. That's a gift from the Lord, man. That's a, that like, that trades everything when it comes to scale. And I, so what a, uh, I, I, that just sounds like peace and joy, like content. That's, dude, that's, thanks for that today. I, that's awesome. Sure. Like, that's really great. Hey, everybody, we are talking to Nels Parker Jensen, who is the CEO. You are the CEO. I don't know. Maybe your partner. You guys are fighting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the two of you run the thing, right? There's the co of you. Williamsburg Academy, williamsburgacademy.org. What do you want to leave everybody with? Like, if there's an encouragement you can give people today, because by the way, you've given like five. What do you want to leave someone with today? You know, um, I, I think that entrepreneurs suffer a lot because um, we, we step in and take on risk and we fight, you know, the status quo. And um, I think sometimes we suffer unnecessarily um, because we wish we were in a, the grass is greener. We wish we were in a different spot. Hmm. You know, the, one, the one thing that I would hope somebody would take from, you know, this interview is, is to value what you have and be present in the moment with your business just to live in America or any, any, you know, any liberal nation, free nation where you can have a business and be an entrepreneur with the resources available to us today. You're in the top 1% of humans who've ever lived on the earth in, in terms of the awesomeness of what you have. And I think seeing that valuing it every day is just super important. Even though we're ambitious and we want to grow, we will be happier if we're present in the moment and value what we have. I love it, man. Being content with where you are, put mission, put, put, you know, the man, a man will put in his heart plans for the future as long as our steps are guided. Right. Like I love that. Like we're going to always want, we have this desire to acquire, but can we be where we are today in this current season of our business? Now, as I really love this time, uh, if you want to learn more, we have links right here in our show for how you get a hold of him and, find out more about the awesome stuff going on there. Tell me a little bit of fun, one fun thing. What's some of the coolest thing going on that isn't happening at work for Nels now? Um, I'm taking my son, my oldest son, he's, he's uh, 12, to Nepal this September. We're going to go for two weeks and trek up to Everest Base Camp. Nice. So, yeah, stoked about So that. are you getting conditioned ready so that he isn't dragging you up the hill? <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Hey, Nels, thanks for that. I really appreciate our time today. Thanks for yeah. making the show. Thank you, Vinny.